horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864. Trying to do the town a city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Welcome to another Racecourse Ramble and it's documentary week and we're really all kind of in a state of hold. Can't really make my mind up what's going to happen when we wake up in the morning. Me and the boys have recorded a podcast today, it's Wednesday night and obviously the documentary drops in you know, five or six hours from now. And none of us really have been in this position before, have we? So nobody really knows what's gonna, what are we gonna wake up to? So it's obviously tremendously exciting for the club. But uh, yeah, it will be really interesting to see what the sort of feedback is like, how many more followers the club's sort of in, you know, or the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, you know. It'll be really fascinating to see what the reaction is to this and whether people is it too early for them to take it to heart and for this to be their second club based on what they see in these first two episodes? Possibly. But obviously over the next few weeks it's going to be really fascinating to see what, uh, what goes on. So we'll, uh, we'll see what we wake up to tomorrow. I'll wake up at uh, about 8 o'clock to watch that uh, first two episodes. Um, but yeah, as I said, me, Simon... Richie and Alex all had a bit of a chit-chat and a natter earlier to discuss the uh, the last game against Maidstone and the upcoming one this weekend against Woking and there was some documentary chat but obviously we've not uh, we're not privy to what uh, to, to the episodes none of us have seen it so we we've only seen what you've seen in terms of the little clips that have been released but there's a little bit of chat about that um, so yeah let's get into uh, let's get into our chat Right, so uh, I should have. I thought I did ask you if you were all right, Alex. I can't, I can't remember if I did. I'm all right, mate. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. <laughs> I know, Mr. I, I know, Mr. Lloyd's okay because he like lives the life of luxury. Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is the very brief. This is our very loose menu. So first, we sort of got Maidstone thoughts. So uh, I don't think that'll take too long because it wasn't too complicated, was it? Well, go on, Alex. You went. I saw a picture from Lower Yale, from Lower Tech End. Lower Tech End, Lower Yale, Lower Eric Roberts, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so not the best seats in the house. Um, but you know what? Decent game, good game. Can't argue with a 5-0 win against any team. And it was important, obviously, after Tuesday that we bounced back A with a win and B with a decent performance. And we got both. I think first half, we were very good. Uh, Paul Mullen looked lively, obviously took his goal well. Jordan Davis's goal. I thought it was a scuff at first from where I was sitting behind the goal, but then I saw the replay and really, really skillful uh, finish. Controlled finish, wasn't controlled it? Controlled finish, exactly. It looked like the outside of a left foot to me. Yeah, from, yeah, uh, yeah. The replay, yeah, it looked pretty good. 
Yeah, and obviously 3-0 up at half-time, game over. Second half, we were in cruise control a little bit, obviously got the two extra goals. Broke the McElhenney curse as well, which is important. Um, so, yeah, great day, good performance. First hat-trick for Mullen as well, which is good. So, yeah, no complaints about Saturday whatsoever, but obviously <laughs> tougher, <laughs> tougher tests to come. There's always a but. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair enough. Did you make it, Sai, or were you not there this week? No, no, I was there, yeah, in uh, Upper Five. I was, I was there. Oh, where the ruffians are? Uh, yeah, it was the, the hoolies, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think then? It was uh, pretty straightforward. It's always a great atmosphere up there. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it was uh, obviously Echo Alex's comments there. It was a great, great result after... After the Chesterfield fiasco, you know, I think it was a good, you know, brilliant reaction from the lads. You know, uh, it was after a bit of a disappoint, disappointment of uh, the Chesterfield performance, really. I think, uh, you know, Mullins, Mullins was excellent with his, his hat trick and he could have and, and should have had more, really. I thought, you know, he missed a couple of goals. Or I think if he was like on firing all cylinders, he'd have got a couple more on that. Yeah, there was the one where he tried Sorry, to sort on, of, he tried to scoop it over the goalkeeper, weren't there? Which yeah, we, instead uh, of just sort of side yeah. footing it in the goal, I'm like, what what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but I think you know, I think he's been um, a bit frustrated over the last few games. I think hat trick is uh, probably has boosted his confidence no end. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know, hopefully it's kick started his. Uh, the season and he's gonna you know motor on from there to be fair yeah so i think i thought they, they were as bad i mean that's as bad a side as we'll face i think at the race course this season they were they were pretty pretty average weren't they um yeah they i mean they're pretty weak weren't they no mm. threat really from them was there i didn't think no i thought i don't think so i think the defense sort of uh, had little to do to be fair and uh it didn't really test them i think I only seem to remember how it having sort of one save to make. Well, I can't remember. It's been a while now, but yeah, I thought uh, they, they weren't really testing Wrexham. Uh, but you can only beat what's in front of you at the end of the day, and they pulled out, you know, 5 0. You're not going to argue with that sort of uh, result. And you know, it was just a great reaction, I thought, from from uh, the Chesterfield game. You know what? I will say something for Maidstone, to their credit, was probably played into Wrexham's hands in that. They weren't yeah. trying to waste time. They weren't going down. They weren't trying the dark arts. It looked like at times they'd come to play football and give it a decent go. Um, so fair play to them for that. Obviously, it made our because yeah, yeah. we opened them up and they were there to be got at. But it was refreshing to see, although I didn't go to the Eastley game, a team come to the race course and try and have a game of football. Um, credit to their fans as well. Well, they were good. They had the sort of little square in the bottom tier of the Wrexham Lager stand. We were quite loud. We got behind the team. So I've got nothing but good words to say about Maidstone, especially because we beat them (laughs) 5-0. Right, hang on a minute. Here comes Mr Ritchie now as well. Uh... Well, did you guys think of um, the just sorry? What do you oh. I, I thought Palmer's goal should have stood. To be honest, I thought yeah, it was a bit. bit it's it's did one you, of them. Uh... A bit soft. I mean, it's just a bit. It's one of them that uh, 
I mean, he was a big bulking centre half as well, wasn't he? But still, he, yeah, uh, you know, you can't touch a player nowadays. Like, That's the problem, isn't it? No, I thought he was unlucky with that. <laughs> but I thought he had a good game as well. Uh, Palmer, to be fair, he's uh, held the ball up well. So. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so I'll tell you what, let's have a look, because I did my average ratings again. Let's see if we uh, agree or disagree with uh, with what people ended up with. What the masses voted. Not what I chose, but never mind. So, let me just find it. So, Mark Howard, clean game. Six and a half was his average rating. About right. Didn't have much to do, did he? No, didn't yeah, have much go to with, do. Go with that. He looked solid from crosses. Didn't drop any. Bad. Yeah, thank God. Well, I think it was important he had a clean sheet, really, wasn't it? I think that would be a, yeah. a confidence booster for him. So. Clean sheet and no drops, so that's what he did. <laughs> uh, Anthony Ford, 6.8. So I thought he was quite lively up and down there, but he's just his, his quality wasn't there this week was it but he was but he was he was up and down a lot compared to the uh, the uh, the first game yeah he looked confident on the ball he was getting forward a lot i think he had license to obviously playing against a weaker team but like you say sometimes his final ball when he hit the byline i think he tried chipping a few to the back post in the first half which he misjudged slightly so yeah solid defensively Obviously got up and down the wing, but the reason he's not quite got a seven, um, I believe, is because his final product wasn't quite on it at times. I agree. So Mendy got a seven point two, which was quite interesting because he wasn't he was, you know, we didn't see any long range shots. I don't remember him doing anything overly good, but he was, you know, I guess people like a shiny new player that's lively, don't they? And up and down. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, I think he's an exciting prospect. But, you know, he puts uh, he puts in a good delivery from what I've seen. But uh, yeah, he likes to take players on. But yeah, I don't think I think he looks uh, probably better than the Pradzine at the moment in that in that particular role. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. So let's go with the back three. So Ben Toes are again the worst performer. So the six point eight. Hayden had a seven point two, and Clareth had a seven point six. Not sure. I mean, I'm not sure you could argue too much with that. Toes is just his toes are just sort of ticks along at that sort of level, doesn't he? Yeah. Never see him have an exceptional game. Yeah, he did the basics well. He's just a common influence at the back. He's not spectacular. His throw-ins are, but. I think he's a 6.8 every game kind of player, to yeah. be honest, Ben Toza. Um, shout out to Max Clayworth as well. I know he wasn't really tested, but he was probably the pick of the, the back three again. Um, literally cannot fault him so far this season. I was expecting Tunnicliffe, perhaps Lennon, if he was fit, to make their way back into the team, but... Clayworth, every game I've seen him in so far, he's been pretty much faultless. And you know what? Long may it continue because he's going to be a top, top player. And 7.3, definitely agree with that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He looks more assured every every time he comes on the pitch, I think. So, yeah, credit to the lad. 
been really good. Right, midfield three. James Jones got a 7.1. Jordan Davis a 7.5. And Luke Young got an 8.9. <laughs> I think, I've, I think you know, Young was really good and looked like he had a point to prove, didn't he? Yeah, I think he stuck two fingers up to Parky, didn't he, after Parky leaving him out the squad on that uh, Tuesday night. So, yeah, he had uh, lots of energy, and I just thought midfield were totally different uh, uh, when he was on the pitch, to be fair. So, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of Luke Young's biggest fans, but, you know, credit where it's due, we thought, I thought he had a blinder. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, still not sure why he was dropped on Tuesday. I'm not sure if you two have heard anything in that regard but no I actually yeah. said he was man of the match I, mean, I know Paul Mullin got a hat-trick and it's hard not to give a player who's got man of the match uh, got a hat-trick man of the match but I think Luke Young just he gave us a perfect midfield performance he had legs energy he put tackles in some good passes kept play ticking over only thing missing was probably a goal but he's more of a sitter these days than a a player who gets forward. And yeah, it was a, a stark reminder to the fans that Luke Young is going to be, a, in my opinion, a very key player for us this season. And yeah, James Jones, decent performance. Davis obviously took his goal very well. And this was the midfield trio, which did so well at the end of last season when we went on that run um, sort of February onwards. So perhaps we shouldn't be too surprised that the midfield look quality, albeit against poor opposition. And I think Pargy will stick with that same trio against Woking on Saturday. Yeah, so I do. The, I the do only think. thing I'd say is that, that um, they didn't have to work as hard against on Saturday as they did against Chesterfield, did they? That was the difference, really. There was much. I know Young wasn't there, but they were. You know, they were chasing shadows, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, we won't get many tougher matches than Chesterfield away this season. So I'm hoping that sort of anonymous midfield display against Chesterfield was just because, A, it's a tough game. B, the home team played well. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see Parky stick with that midfield now. Use Elliot Lee as a, an impact substitute and to see where we go. Because I think consistency in the spine of the team in regards to your back three, your midfield three, and your front two, is uh, is key to success throughout the season. Right. So if we look at the four, the front two, uh, controversially, it sounds like because Alex gave somebody else man of the match. Uh, Paul Mullin got a nine point one average rating and was man of the match. Uh, although he wasn't the official man of the match, the sponsors gave it to Luke Young, didn't they? Uh, and Ollie Palmer got a seven and a half. It's hard. I, I know what you're saying, Alex, but it's hard not to give man of the match to a striker that scored three goals. And yeah, and that's just testament to how well Luke Young played. Um, Mullins' goals. One was a penalty. One was a, a headed. I'm not going to call it a tap in, but it was a chance he'd expect him to score nine times out of ten. So it wasn't as if his goals were like twenty-five yard streamers. To be fair, the last goal was was very good where he dribbled into the box, found the bottom corner. But yeah, I mean, Luke Young, definitely man of the match for me. Okay. What did you think of the front two, Richie? Uh, I think Mullin would have got man of the match more from me if he'd scored the two in the first half and got five. 
Yeah, he did. He was a bit. It's a bit. I think he was trying to be a bit clever, certainly with one of them, wasn't he? Just stick it in the net, and you know. Yeah, um, but no, no. Listen, it's got a hat trick. It's got a hat trick. But unfortunately, now he's going to get to that point, that level where we all expect it every week, or we expect him to score every week, don't we? Um, but I just think, obviously, don't want to touch on old ground here, but the performance from Chesterfield was a massive change. Maidstone aren't the greatest of teams, but having your captain back in, it proves that without him, the team doesn't tick. Would you have said he was man of the match, just to uh, Luke Young? Uh, yeah, I, I also think Ford was close to Mullin as well. As Even though Mullin scored his goals, I thought Ford was close as well. Interesting. Simon, front two, what do you think? Yeah, well, I think Mullin, uh, man of the match for me, what can you say for Paul Mullin? Uh, Hat-trick, um, yeah, I think uh, I, I'd give him a nine, taking the points off him, obviously, because uh, he could have had uh, a couple, as the, the chap said then, uh, to make it five. I think Palmer, uh, I'd give him an eight. He held the ball up well. Um, I thought, like I mentioned earlier, I thought he was unlucky not to be awarded a goal. I think he caused... Uh, Made some problems all afternoon, so yeah, it was a good good display by the, the two front men. To be fair, so the the subs that came on, uh, I, I would argue to say that they didn't really have much impact other than to help rest some players. I mean, Hazana got a six point three average, uh, Lee got a six point two, and Dolby got a six point two. I think really they had some of them didn't have enough time anyway. They didn't really have. It was one of those games. I think when you're coming on as a sub and you're already winning handsomely. It's not a lot you can do, is it? You're not, you know, everyone else has probably switched off. Yeah, I forgot. If I'm being totally honest, those players came on. But like you say, it's when you're four or five up, there's not much you can do really as a substitute, especially as when you're like Bryce who's on or whose job is just to come on and give Mendy a rest. So, yeah, sixes sounds about right. Yeah, I don't think anybody would argue with that, would they? No, I think that's fair, isn't it? So Parky got a 7.6 this week, so up from his 2.9 against uh, Chesterfield. <laughs> 2.9. I think it was. It was 2 point something, wasn't it? But he got us an average rating. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm not sure really how much impact he would have had, apart from probably pre-match giving him a bit of a roasting. I mean, the motivation must be there when the owners are there, surely, anyway. Well, he gets a good score for me for putting Luke Young back in the team. And obviously, Luke Young playing so well. So there's uh, a positive for Parky. But like you say, Maidstone weren't a great team. So Parky could have literally just said to that start in 11, go out, do what you usually do. We'll probably be all right. Yeah, I don't think he'd have had to do much, would he, because of the quality of the players. Anything yeah. from you, Richie? What did you think of Parky? Do you have much to I do? Think... Uh, I think he's got them because obviously, like Alex has said, he put Luke Young back in. And I think by changing both the wing backs as well. Uh, we spoke on last week's show about uh, McFazdean. I think, I don't think we'll see him for a fair few weeks now. Um, Hosanna, maybe you could argue he was unlucky not to start. But then again, if he's going to rotate, like he said in his uh, column in the leader, then obviously he's rotated and it worked well, didn't it? Um, so it might be the fact of that, you know, Hosanna might start. I think I think to be fair, Emma Ford, until Reese Hall Johnson comes back, their their games will be split quite fairly evenly. I think between them. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm, not, I've, I'm not against him rotating because, as I said last season, they were just totally out of juice, weren't they, at the end? So uh, it was, you know, if we'd have been rotating, the only thing I'd have said is perhaps Dolby could have come on after about 60 oh, minutes. Right. You know, you guys are going to fetch, not you? Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Right, let's try that again. Uh, yeah, so the only thing I'd have said is that, you know, why, why couldn't we give them Dolby like half an hour or 20 minutes rather than. I don't know what he got. Six, seven minutes, ten minutes, whatever it was. Because the game was over by that point, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's a good point. And a few people around me were saying at 3-4-0, let's take Palmer off. Although I imagine Palmer would have wanted to stay on to get his first goal. Same for Mullin as well. He was on two goals after 60, 70 minutes. Do you take him off when he's on a hat-trick? But I, I agree with you, Matt. I think... When you're three, four nil up with twenty, twenty-five minutes to go, give Dolby some minutes. He'll need those minutes because at some point he is gonna start a match. Obviously, only forty-six game season. Not every well, every single player is not gonna play every single minute of every single game. So why not get these lads who are on the bench a bit more sharpness by giving them half an hour as opposed to five, six minutes? I know it's a different level, but if I'm on the bench from a Sunday league team and I get bought on with five minutes to go, I'm like, what do you want me to do at 5 0? Right, so I'll give this a bash because I'm playing it off my phone. So this is our little minute chat for, uh, for what our score predictions were. <laughs> Uh, I think it starts with you, Mr. Carter, but let's see if I can remember. Surely we're going to win. Surely. Um, I've got every prediction wrong so far, but hopefully <laughs> I'm right this time. I think I think we'll play well. I think we're going to win 3 0. Paul Mullen, Ollie Palmer, Elliot Lee. Richie? 2 0. Uh, Paul Mullen and Mendy and Howard to save a penalty. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> life. Okay, I'm going to go to. I think we're under a bit of pressure, so I'm going to go two one, and that they're going to go ahead, and it's not going to be a comfortable, you know, that uncomfortable atmosphere you get for a while until you get a goal. Um, I think Mullin will score. I think Aaron Hayden will get one. So none of us were right. <laughs> it's the, it's the, um... Uh, was the overriding message, but Mr. Carter was the closest. You had more confidence than us. What do I win? What's the prize? The prize is an all-inclusive paid-for holiday to Miami. Oh, is that it? <laughs> um, what more do you want? Like, I don't know. Oh, so maybe... It's a crazy game, Matthew, on these prizes. <laughs> Say that again, Alex. <laughs> A bottle of aviation gin, that's all I wanted. Oh, is that all you want? You don't want yeah. the £3,000 holiday? Oh, that's what it is then. That's oh. laughing. <laughs> Give that to one of our listeners as a giveaway. Oh, right, OK. Um, yeah, if you can supply the... Just send me the ticket, Alex, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that box is off me, so there's nothing... It was just a fairly run-of-the-mill turnover, really, wasn't it? It turned out that we were worried about nothing. Uh, but I would say this about Luke Young. It's still a mystery as to why he was dropped, but it now does look like he was just rested, stroke dropped, doesn't it? Do we agree? Do we think there was 
anything else amiss? Are we still thinking, well, there might have been something or was he just rested? Why do you need to be rested after two league matches? That would be my question. Well, Parky did say that some of them had some fatigue, didn't he? And that's why he rotated them. That was his. That was the answer that he gave in the uh, to some of the press. Oh, I think Parky's keeping something under wraps there. Okay. Yeah, especially against one of your main competitors for the title. And I know it wasn't going to win or lose the league, but you want to put in a good, put a bit of a marker down for everybody else. So I'm with Alex. There's something else going on there. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, 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 I'm sort of with you. I'm sort of with you. Side, what do you think? Do you think there's anything amiss, or do you think he was just, uh, it was a, a rotational stroke tactic? It might have been tactical. Um, I don't know. I think it was just very odd. He wasn't in the in the squad full stop, wasn't it? Not even to be on the subs bench. I mean, no, I would probably never know. But it was a it was a very odd decision. I thought and yeah. maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we're going away to walking under the under the floodlights. I'm assuming, and uh, in front of the T. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll have them on for the telly, won't they? They'll have the floodlights on for the TV cameras. Um, so it was a bit of a battle last year, if you remember. It wasn't uh, wasn't uh, the best. So, how are we feeling going into that one? Yeah, that game ruined my holiday earlier this year. I watched it in Lanzarote and. I remember seeing Stockport had lost to Yeovil and thinking, all right, this is the the chance to uh, gain some ground. Obviously, we went 1-0 up and then, yeah, let's not talk about what happened next. But I'm confident we can go there and get a win. Um, I was expecting Woking to have a good start to the season. They've got a decent manager. I think, is it Saul from Yeovil they poached last season? Yeah, Darren Saul. Yeah. Yeah, and they've recruited some uh, some decent players as well, but they've not really had the best of starts so far. So I'm hoping we can capitalise on that. And from being honest, the squad we've got, home or away, we should be beating teams like Wolverine. No disrespect to them, but on paper, we're in a different league. And it's no good going there and settling for a draw because that's not what league champions do. League champions go to Woking and play him off the park and win 2-0. Um, and I still think we will be league champions. Yes, it's still early days in the season. We might not have clicked yet, but I'm backing us to win. So I'm going to go... Sorry, do you want a score prediction? Or is that no, keep end? hold of that for you. Keep hold of All that right. after. Keep I won't give you my prediction then. That, but... Yeah, that's what I just want. Go on, Richie, give us a summary. What are you, what's your feelings? How are you feeling? Does it bode uh, you the uh, the weekend? Does that sort of put you in, you know, because I think we were a bit, we were all a bit wary given the fact that we just sort of, you know, hardly kicked the football against Chesterfield, weren't we? Yeah, um, a little bit wary because I'll be honest, I think Maidstone would struggle to get in the local, uh, local Wrexham Premier Division on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, they weren't in all great shakes, but you can only beat what's in front of you. Woking, yeah, very similar to Alex, good manager, some good recruitment, but their results haven't been as what they wanted. It's going to be like a game of tennis, isn't it? It's like watching Wimbledon because they're just going to lump it. That's all they do, Woking. They went there last year and they just try and spoil you. They do put a, put their foot in early on, try and upset our rhythm. Um, but we've got to stand that and we've got to get over that first 15 minutes. And we've got, I think we've got to put a good show on. We've got to try and shake this telly where we just don't perform properly on the telly, do we? You know, we, it's been going on for years and years now. So, uh, obviously, with our extra 
4.5 million viewers probably from the documentary or watch <laughs> tune in to BT on Saturday. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to put on a show. Okay, Sai, what's your, are you feeling, uh, feeling confident? Uh, we'll be going away to no, work. Not really. No, not after last season there. No, I was a bit wary of, uh, some against um, Maystone, but I think big, it's, it's a big test away. I think uh, Woking. Um, I wouldn't say it's a must-win game, but I think it's one we can't afford to lose now. Uh, I don't think our away form has been great for a while, so I think it's going to be a good indicator of uh, where we are on uh, on Saturday. And yeah, I'm not I'm not overly confident, but. If he came away with a with a point, I'd be I'd be happy with that. Yeah, so that point about away form is quite interesting. I haven't got the the stats in front of me, but is it like about it's about nine away games now since we've won one, isn't it? It's somewhere, like is it? Yeah, it's, we've got we've we've got. That's what I remember is Weymouth six one. Was it six one? Was that the last away game we won? Yeah, we've got a bit. Um, of, we're on a bit of a bad. Not, we're yeah, on a bit of a bad run, it. aren't we? Yeah, so, not not great away from from home. So this would be a nice one to go and nick. Uh, I'm not bothered how we play, to be honest. Um, I just need us to win uh, by a goal. Um, but I don't think it'll be easy. I know what everyone's saying. What they've played for, won two, I think, and lost two. So they're they're no great shakes. They've not started the league like like a house on fire, have they? So I don't think we should fear them. Um, and like you say, Alex, yeah. I think it's it's about our quality trying to sort of um, take over the game, isn't it? That's that's what we'll be looking to do. Exactly. Yeah, we've got a match um, in terms of energy, in terms of commitment, efforts, and then hopefully the quality we have in terms of your Mullin, Davis, Palmer, they're going to be the difference between the two sides. So let's hope our quality shines through on Saturday. So let's just think about who plays. So Mark Howard's going to play in goal, isn't he? There's no doubt about that, I don't think. Unless he gets an injury, obviously. True. Uh, so we agree yeah, on that. I think you're right there, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Who plays right wing back? Does Ford keep his place? I mean, he did enough for me to keep his place. I don't think he was terrible. Um, but I'm just wondering, away from home, would you risk Kazana coming in, who's weaker defensively but more attacking, or would you stick with Ford? I think personally, I think he probably sticks with Ford. I would go with Ford as well after after the display at the weekend. Yeah, I'd be confident with him going in there. Richie, I think I would go with Ford. It all depends who his midfield three are going to be. Is he going to go with two defensive-minded players in there? If he does, that means he's probably maybe play Hosanna. But um, I'm thinking that if he goes with a similar midfield to what he did on Saturday, then I think that Ford will start. So it, I think he'll probably go with Ford because I think he always does. He, he doesn't leave us wide open, does he? But I think he'll go with Ford, I would say. Mendy left back? Do we, do we think Mendy plays? I think he will, but... Uh... Got to be for me. Got to be for me. Yeah, I agree. Definitely over McFadden. Yeah, absolutely. Mr Carter? Yeah, I've still got nightmares about McFadzine's performance <laughs> the way at Chesterfield. Um, yeah. I would keep Mendy. Shocking. Yeah. Okay. 
back five looked solid against. Yeah, uh, so that was that was my next thing. Back three probably stays. Don't see any reason to change it unless no. there's fit, fitness issues, do we? No. 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 So solid, mid- solid, yeah. So Luke Young presumably now keeps his place in midfield. Does anybody disagree with that? No, he's no. there now every game to rest of the season. Okay, yes. so away from home, my head screams that you, you're going to play one of James Jones and O'Connor. Um, what I, I've just got a feeling you might bring O'Connor in and rest Jones. Mm, no, not for me. No. Well, Jones had a good game. Yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted to go with Jones after so we think Jones... Saturday's game. I thought he linked up quite well with the um, between the attack and the defence, really. I thought, yeah, I would go with Jones. Okay, do we think it is, does anybody disagree? Do we think it'll be Dave? Is it going to be Davis or Lee for that third spot, or will he bring O'Connor in and be super defensive? No, I can't see him changing the midfield. No, um, like I said before, that no, midfield three picked us or picked wins up away from home at home last season when we went, was it 10 games unbeaten? Obviously, played well on Saturday, albeit against weak opposition. I, I just can't see him making a change to that midfield three. And like you say, I think Davis will will keep his place as well. Okay, so we don't change the midfield and we certainly he won't change uh, Mullin and Palmer. There's no way he'll change that for this. No. They're nailed on, aren't they? Okay. Nailed on. So that's that's our team. So we think pretty much he's going to just... Sit, sit on what he's got for now, unless he has to, unless something happens in training and, um, you know, somebody does uh, get an injury. Well, there's another Luke Young situation where something weird happens you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps on season two of the documentary, we'll find this out. Yeah. I wish all the episodes got released at once so you can fast forward to that. <laughs> That episode. What happened. <laughs> wow, I don't think they've edited it that quickly. Um, <laughs> all right then, so let's 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 put our uh, put our nuts on the line here and go with our score predictions. Richie, what do you think? I'm going two 0 uh, Howard's got the buzz now. Clean sheets. They're going to come flying now. Um, Penalty saves and goals. Uh, Is he going to score you know this week? What? <laughs> you know what? I'm going for it again. He's going. He's going to get. I'll have three guesses. This is my second guess. So uh, he's going to save a penalty. Uh, and I'm going to go Mullin double. Mullin double, right? Simon, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm I'm going to say two one to Wrexham and Mullin to score and Lee coming on as a sub and getting a goal. Ooh, okay, Mr. Carter. Um, no pressure, but you were the closest last week, so it's all on you, really. Oh. I said 3-0 last week. I'm going to go 3-0 again. I'm confident. I'm going to go 3-0 Wrexham. I'm not going to name the scorers because that's going to Just ruin have a guess. Mm-hmm. Mullins got to be one. I think Hayden will get one from a toes of throw-in. Um, Jordan Davis, 23-yard left footer, top corner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, was very, that, was, that was very precise. Um, if this happens, by the way, I do want a holiday to me. <laughs> so I'm not confident we keep a clean sheet um, at the moment. I'm not bought into Howard as much as I would have been if it was Leighton. Um, so I think we need to see another clean game out of Howard. So that's the only reason I say that. Um, so I'm going to... I'm 
I'm going to, I'll be ambitious. I'll say 3-1. I think we'll win 3-1. And uh, Mullin will score, Hayden will score, and I think one of the full-backs will get a goal. This is a, we're quite ambitiously attacking now, aren't we? So, uh, yeah, I reckon uh, let's go with, uh, let's say, let's say Ford. Ford might get one. Yeah, just on a side note, I'm surprised we've not seen Mendy try and unleash a few shots in the games he's played so far, because that was a sort of trademark at Boring Wood, getting forward and then hammering a shot into the top corner. I think he scored one for Wealdstone against us two seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. So, that was about 30 yards, I think, wasn't it? 30 yards, yeah, top corner. So maybe he's due a, a wonder goal from outside of the box as well. Yeah, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet against it at all. Is anybody going? By the way, I'm not going because it's on the telly and we've got family coming up, so we're going out to watch it. I think. No, I'm uh, booked into a local establishment to watch the game. Oh, where are you going? Yeah, but, oh, I, well, not to advertise anywhere, but Hill Street. Oh, you are going to Hill Street, right? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Carter, I'm going to find an illegal stream and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you don't pay for BT Sport, then, is <laughs> Times are hard. All oh, right, okay. Sai, are you? I'm assuming you're not going, but will you watch it or? Yeah, watch it uh, like um, on an illegal stream too, probably from somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, not that we promote illegal streams. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> BT Sport, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's it. all you had to say. Yeah, I'll watch it on BT Sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's BT Sport, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, I mean, I guess this week is, feels a bit weird because I think I've just been waiting for tomorrow morning, really, to, to get these two episodes of the documentary to drop. Um, I feel like the week's been on standstill until this point. Um, and we're nearly there now and, like, the reviews are coming out and the reviews are, the, the, you know, the majority of them are positive. Um, so I'm assuming everyone's going to be... Uh, in some in some way, shape, or form, I'm not expecting anybody to be up at three a.m. watching it, but I'm assuming everybody will be uh, watching it tomorrow. I'm sure maybe. you will, Matthew. Be up at three a.m. <laughs> I, I, I can assure you, I won't be, but I'll watch it in the morning. I'll watch it at like eight o'clock before work or something. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it when I get back from work uh, tomorrow evening. It feels like it's been a long time coming. This documentary and. Yeah, really excited to watch the first two tomorrow. Tesco Mobile actually gave me three months of Disney Plus for free on Monday, which was perfect timing as well. So that's made it even sweeter. Um, but no, the buzz on social media, online, from the reviews, seems like it's going to be a really, really good watch. And I've seen some of the titles of the episodes as well. I think there's one called Hamilton. So that's mm. going to be a a good episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richie, did you sort yourself out in the end? I did, yeah. Uh, O2 for me, O2 extra, so I got three months free. Uh, so I, I'll be able to watch. I think I'll watch one in the morning and one probably when I get in from work tomorrow um, without trying to stay off Twitter, otherwise you get little snippets and then spoilers. Um, but no, I, I, I can't see any negative in it at all I can't I think it's just going to be um positive positive you look at the others that have been on the Sunderland one especially that club was in a demise wasn't it it was just just kept getting lower and lower and kept failure after failure and I know obviously it's going to end in failure from last year but 
I just think that um, the buzz about the owners taking over and things like that, whatever, I think is going to go down really well. And um, I think their their hope and wish of with everyone's second team, I think uh, it'll get a lot of people hooked because it is a bit of a fairy tale as well, isn't it? Yeah. Sai, have you, um, before I have my little say, have you uh, are you sorted for tomorrow? Yeah, I got uh, two kids. Disney Plus is like a must in this household, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna watch it. So yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, you know, I think it's good for the club, good for the town, good for the community. And uh, you know, Rex and about to go go global. So yeah, uh, totally positive. Uh, can't wait to watch it. I don't believe that it's just for the kids, your Disney subscription. I know how much you love Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I know it word for word, mate, to uh, two and a half year old girls. So, yeah. I was, uh, I was listening go. to, uh, I think it was the Fearless podcast that they put out this week. And uh, just they, they make, did make an interesting point that as much as we'll get a lot of sort of, uh, you know, some, some good new following and, uh, and interest in the club, also, the ugliness will rear its head. You know, the, the I, I agree with what they're saying. I've already seen some Chesterfield fans sort of creeping in, and so I'm sure yeah, Chester, you're going to get the haters. Aren't they? The haters you're will be the Chester and the Shrewsbury's yeah. and the Tranmere's. You know, they'll uh, they'll all be in the uh, you know they'll all be in the DMs. I think so. Uh, that's the only that'll be the only the only uh, yeah. sort of negative on it. But I think it'll quickly be washed off by you know the good feeling that comes from from it and and what else comes from it you know the the new advertising that potentially comes from it and you know and all that new interest in the club um so i mean it's it's hard to say that it's not i'm not going to feel like it's a negative um and just can't help but feel that it's going to be a bit weird they released a little clip today did everyone see it from when ryan and rob first got on the pitch yeah and it was, it was a bit like, I, I remember seeing the photos from that day and sort of, you know, it was it was bizarre. And when you can hear what they're saying and they're talking about, you know, well, this could all go tits up and we're going to have to sell it. And then they're like, fuck that. We're, you know, we're going to make it work. It's quite interesting yeah. when you get a bit of context yeah. to, to those pictures from uh, from that day when they, uh, when they first arrived. I think that was one of the big concerns, wasn't it? Uh, they come in and two Hollywood stars and... They're here for two years and it doesn't actually go the way they want it to go and they end up selling and we're back to square one. But um looking at everything they put on, you know, what 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 the noise coming from those two is they're here for 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 the long haul, which is you know, which is brilliant, you know, fantastic for the club. Yeah, just on your point about the the haters and that whatever, but um I did a crime watcher going to Chester, Chewsbury and uh Tramir to do their next filming as well. So they won't, they won't, they won't lose out on some filming there. Um, jealousy, and it's a great thing, isn't it? You know, but no, just like Simon said, you know, everyone was like, that, "Oh, what's going to happen?" You know, Hollywood owners and that, whatever. Listen, they've put their reputations on the line. As much as it's our club, and as much as what they said is, you know, it's not their club. It's the supporters. It's the community. It's everything. And do you know what? Maybe we are lucky, but there's a reason why they chose Wrexham, isn't there? Is that for their heritage? It's what they've seen. So do you know what? We just take it all in our stride, enjoy everything. And this is only the start of the journey, isn't it? Because, you know, let's just see where we're going. You know, promotion after promotion. There's going to be downs, which we had last year. But then if it's followed up by a mass, two massive big ups this year, you know, record points total, win the league. Mullin scores over 50 goals. It's just sold the next documentary, isn't it? 
God, that's a bit yeah, ambitious. Yeah. That's uh, stuff of dreams right there. Yeah, brilliant. You know, that's, that's, uh... Don't tempt fate. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. You've never seen my Christmas list, have you? <laughs> I'll tell you sort of a couple of interesting snippets, though, that have come out this week, because obviously they've done a lot of press, and um, some of the a lot of the press have seen so, some of the episodes. Um, some of them have only seen a couple. Some of them have seen about five. Um, a couple of things caught my eye. I thought was quite interesting. That fo- that pitch, do you remember we had the pitch ripped up and it failed? Yeah. I mean, that pitch, apparently, this will be in the documentary, we've put about £350,000 into that pitch now. I mean, we didn't spend that on players in about 25 years, did we? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is yeah. frightening amounts of money. And the other thing I think, I can't remember whether it might have been uh, Rich Ulrich who put it out, but somebody put out on Twitter that um, because of COVID, we would have lost, uh, I think it come, must come out in the documentary, we would have lost about a million to a million and a half. Um, now, we wouldn't have had a football club, is the is the basics of that, because there wasn't that much money in it. So, you know, it does sound like we, you know, we've been, we've been especially lucky here, haven't we? You know, the fact that they've been happy to dip their hands in the pockets. And, you know, I think, I think it, it is out there that they've put between sort of five and, six six and a half million in it so far so we're uh you know yeah. that's a lot of money isn't it you know i dread to think what would have happened to us if this takeover didn't go ahead i think we survived relegation on points per game to the national league north by the skin of our teeth during the covid season and what would have happened in that pre-season in regards to player recruitment if we didn't have any money then in theory, that team wouldn't have really improved. Um, we could have been easily in the National League North now, competed with the likes of Chester, etc. Um, fan ownership, people were starting to get um, a little bit sick of it, for want of a better word, towards the end of the WST era. Oh, it could have been a club in turmoil, for all we know. Um, but you know what? If any fan base deserves a takeover like this, it's Wrexham. Um, everything Wrexham fans have been through, obviously the 13, 14 years of non-league, um, the history we've got, the fan base we've got. Wrexham aren't a National League team. And people say, oh, you just like Fleetwood, you just like Crawley, you just like Forest Green. Um, but we're not. Really, are we? Because these are clubs with small fan bases, no history, not much football league pedigree, and they've basically just been bought, Salford as well, of course, and, and taken up the leagues as some rich owners sort of play toy. But Wrexham, it's different. Wrexham should be in League One at the very least, getting 15,000 fans in a new cot behind the goal as well. Um so I get the jealousy from some fans because if it was Grimsby who got took over by Ryan Reynolds, I'd be bloody jealous as well. So I think any negativity on on social media is just jealousy. And if that's the only negativity that comes from it, so be it. Um, and I, th- I think everything's pretty much geared to the documentary, isn't it? I think that's the, that's the thing this week. People are just kind of steering a path towards that. And then we sort of wait and see what happens tomorrow. You know, do we does, does the official club have like hundred thousand more followers when we wake up, or you know, does is 
are we changing kit color or you know is the earth going to stand still what, what do we think is going to happen well, a club shop better be well stocked up that's all i can say yeah somebody did point, are going to be yeah somebody did point out that a lot of the merch isn't available it's not in stock because obviously they've been having issues so you know things like mugs yeah, and scarves yeah. and the like yeah. so uh you know that might be a bit of a they might be uh sort of scratching their heads with a bit of a missed opportunity there but I think I saw on one like uh, social media source, so you still get a Jake Hyde mug, so uh, maybe they can buy one of them. <laughs> Is it broken by any chance? Yeah, somebody yeah, did say that. It's got a broken bottom. handle and all in the bottom. I think <laughs> I saw the same tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was last that, but yeah. Richie, what do you think? What's going to happen in the morning when we wake up? Do you think uh, will, will, will Wrexham be trending on Twitter? Or will the world yeah. carry on and we'll be just like, oh, nothing really happened? Yeah, I think we're going to be trending on Twitter massively. I think we're going to see a 48 hours of manic followers and people looking at YouTube video. And you just do think, why isn't the merchandise there ready for this big build-up? Do you know what I mean? We, You know, Rob McElhenney has been helping making it. So we all know the start date, don't we? We know the release date. So you'd think there's going to be words going on with Macron to make sure that we've got, you know, all the leisure where that, that should have been out. There's just a couple of things which we're not forward thinking uh, as a club. And I not it's definitely not on the pitch. It's still off the pitch. There's still things where the people still settling in, but some people have been there a long time now. You know, it should be, it should be endless amounts there. We're always going to sell. Look at the shirts now walking up to the game Saturday. It just, it, it was spot the person who's not wearing a Wrexham shirt to the game. That that's what it was like, you know. Yeah. All the kids yeah. wearing them, adults, you know, of all ages. So we should really, retail wise, it should be a massive week, shouldn't it? But like, I, you know, we're not going to have a massive week if we haven't got the stock, are we? Well, it's just interesting. The leisure wear does come out tomorrow, apparently, doesn't it? Because I've got my Is eyes it? on that. I've got my eyes on one of those nice blue polo that's shirts. Sky blue polo. Yeah, it's nice. That. I think I might have to make a purchase there. Mr. Carter, what do you think? Are you gonna are you gonna wake up with a hundred new followers? Me personally, yeah. <laughs> you know, with your given the fact that you're basically a commentator for the club, aren't you? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, but in all seriousness, I think social media is going to be massive the next week or so. Obviously, there's the the hashtag on Twitter, which is what Rexham FX, or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And obviously, it goes out to America in a few hours. So I think it goes out to the US tonight. Same so, time, yeah. Well, it's relative. So when we're when we're watching it at three a.m., it's just you know it's six or seven hours, whatever it is behind there. That's all. So it's it's ten o'clock ish their time, isn't it? Yeah. So when I wake up, I'm going to see that Wrexham FX hashtag and just look at all the content on there from fans in the US, uh, Canada, overseas, etc. I mean, the club's probably got loads of tweets lined up, ready to go out. Um, so I think it's going to be a really nice, positive day on social media in the next few days. Hopefully that's not ruined when we lose to Woken on the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so just on that, Ryan yeah, and hopefully. Rob are live tweeting at 3am, aren't they? Ah, okay. Through the document. I don't know where they are now, whether they're back in America. Um, I've, I've heard nothing. I, I haven't seen anything about where they are. But yeah, they're, they've both put out on Twitter that they're going to be live tweeting when it, uh, when it, when it goes out. Just, just, just on that, Matt. What, what are our followers at the moment? 
I'm, oh, so I actually, uh, Rich Ulrich, uh, when you say hours, uh, the, the clubs are, Rich Ulrich put this out before, to be fair to him. I did like 150,000. Because he's done all, he's done quite a lot. Uh, he's done, see if I can find it. I'm sure I liked it. Right, let me find him. He did a great job because he pulled them all, all the TikTok and everything he did. So, another shout out for Mr. Ulrich. So, at the moment, on TikTok, the club has 407,000 followers, apparently. Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot. That's um, a lot. Somebody can verify that. I can't. On Twitter, they got 143,000 followers. Oh, that, that's all nice. Thought, yeah. Instagram, 131,000 followers. Facebook, 50, just under 57,000 followers. And YouTube would be subscribers, wouldn't it? It's 21,700 subscribers. So... Um, yeah, TikTok leading the way there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we do do a lot on. I mean, Ryan especially was doing a lot on TikTok. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to just trying. I'm trying to verify that TikTok one just because it sounds so much compared to. Uh, yeah, to it does seem very high yeah. for a National League football club. It does, yeah. <laughs> it, it might seem high, lads, but they are at four hundred and seven thousand followers. Ooh, wow. Does anyone know if they're in the documentary, by the way? No. Uh, well, I mean, you'll catch me in the crowd. I did a couple of interviews for the video team towards the end of last season. I had to sign a consent form to let them know they can use it however way they wish. Um, so maybe I'll be at the end of Series 2, because I think I did one before the Grimsby game in the playoffs. So... Oh, it's your fault then. <laughs> I think I predicted us to win 2 0 in that match. I'm not well. asking you again. Oh. I think I, I did uh, I did an interview when we failed to make the playoffs after the Dagenham game. That was outside Hill Street. So I remember doing one there then. Um so I don't know whether that'll be in it or not, I'm not sure. So I'll have to uh I'll have to speak to my agent really, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I... I was walking out of the uh, Dynam game last season and we were all like seeing Ali Ali O and uh, some guy was there with a camera and he shoved that in our faces as all the crowd were walking out. So whether I get picked up on that, I don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe. So thank you very much to the boys for that midweek chat. We'll leave you as ever with the uh, brilliant track Someday from 1987 till present. And we'll uh, we'll be back over the next few days. We'll uh, perhaps do some spaces and perhaps do a pod together to see how everyone feels following the documentary. But uh, until then, those going to Wolkie, up the town. <laughs>
Back in the football league. 